Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, How Eye-Preserving Therapy Impacts Long-Term Overall Survival in Heritable Retinoblastoma Survivors by Temming et al., My name is Rachel Brennan, and I am a pediatric oncologist at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, United States of America. My oncologic specialty is retinoblastoma and other solid tumors. Retinoblastoma is the most common intraocular tumor of childhood, representing 3% of all childhood malignancies. In the United States, 250 to 300 cases per year are diagnosed, while there are 7,000 to 8,000 new cases per year worldwide. This cancer of the developing retina is diagnosed in very young patients, two-thirds before age two and more than 95% by age five. Patients with bilateral retinoblastoma and 10 to 15% of patients with unilateral retinoblastoma have the heritable form of the disease, driven almost exclusively by a mutation in the RB1 gene. This germline mutation confers a risk of second cancers later in life. The treatment of retinoblastoma has evolved over several decades. The first major advancement over surgical enucleation, or removal of the eye, came in 1903 when Dr. Hilgartner reported survival in a retinoblastoma patient treated with radiation therapy. However, in the late 1980s and early 90s, reports regarding the significant late effects of radiation, including second malignant neoplasms, shifted the therapeutic approach to the use of neoadjuvant chemotherapy, termed chemoreduction. The selection and the duration of a systemic chemotherapeutic regimen is based on a patient's age, disease extent and laterality, and potential for vision at diagnosis. Surgical enucleation remains an effective treatment option for patients with advanced unilateral disease who have limited or no visual potential in the affected eye and whose contralateral eye is free of disease. The survival for patients with intraocular retinoblastoma now exceeds 90%, and the focus of therapy is shifting to emphasize ocular salvage, even in eyes with advanced disease, and vision preservation. In this manuscript, Temming et al. present an investigation of the impact of therapy on overall survival for patients with retinoblastoma. They identified 1,194 patients treated at the University Hospital Essen, which is the National Reference Center for Retinoblastoma, from 1940 to 2008. Heritable retinoblastoma was identified in 633 patients. This timely manuscript identifies the need to balance the benefit of preserving vision, not just an eye, with the realization that all therapies come at a cost. The strengths of this paper are the large patient population, treatment at a single center, though not on a single protocol, and length of follow-up. Patients were categorized as receiving enucleation or focal therapy alone, chemotherapy, radiation, 
or a combination of chemotherapy and radiation. This data is best summed up in Figure 4, which demonstrates survival based on modality of treatment. Genetic testing for RB1 mutation and other known mechanisms for RB1 inactivation was performed in two-thirds of patients, capturing some patients with unilateral retinoblastoma that would have otherwise been mistakenly classified as sporadic. Ten-year overall survival has significantly improved for German patients with heritable retinoblastoma, from 84 to 86 percent prior to 1980 to 97 percent in the last two decades. While further follow-up is imperative, advances in diagnosis, supportive care, and treatment options may be cautiously lauded for this success. Survivors of heritable retinoblastoma who received radiation therapy are at risk for second malignant neoplasms and a lower overall survival. Chemotherapy may compound that risk with additional late effects. However, the indication for combining chemotherapy and radiation therapy has changed over time in retinoblastoma patients. As survival from disease has improved over time, the goal of combination therapy has changed from life preservation to ocular salvage. The data presented here reinforce the importance of balancing risk and benefit in the treatment of retinoblastoma. It is intriguing that the group of patients treated with chemotherapy alone did not have an overall lower survival, but this data is still less than 20 years old, and in our group of retinoblastoma patients, we clearly understand the longer-term follow-up is key. Of the more than 1,000 patients treated in the specified time period and still alive, only about half participated in the study interview and exam. The remaining patients were not contacted or declined participation. Though a sensitivity analysis identified no significant differences between the groups with and without personal contact, a quarter of the population remains unaccounted for as no contact was established. Finally, although a 55% overall eye preservation rate was reported in the retinoblastoma survivor cohort and was higher, approximately 63% in the cohort treated with chemotherapy compared with the other treatment groups, there is no mention of the function of the salvage globes. Future analysis should focus on the vision measured in the survivors who have undergone ocular salvage therapies. Treating patients with advanced retinoblastoma involves a delicate risk balance assessment. This manuscript identifies many of the long-term consequences of therapy that physicians and families must take into account when embarking on therapy. The authors conclude that less detrimental eye-preserving therapies and techniques must be developed to reduce the imprint of childhood therapy on retinoblastoma survivors. Due to the rarity of this childhood disease, clinical efforts to improve ocular salvage and vision preservation must occur in parallel with translational research efforts that identify novel strategies for therapy of retinoblastoma. A dedicated retinoblastoma team provides guidance for coordinated approach to address the key therapeutic, biologic, and long-term challenges in our patients and is key to the successful translation of medical advances from bench to bedside. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening.
For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.